there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Wearing a men's warehouse outfit makes you confident, like you could do anything. So you dance like no one is watching, even though everyone is watching. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you interview like the job is already yours because it is. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you golf as if the rules don't apply to you because you're too well-dressed for rules. Because of the men's warehouse outfit. At Men's Warehouse, get measured, get fitted, get hot, get confident in everything from tailored suits to underwear and all the stuff in between. Love the way you look at Men's Warehouse. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, fully recovered from COVID, Matt Ford. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. We are back after a short break, halfway through game week 26. Uh, two game weeks since last we met. Not ones we need to dwell on, really. Uh, you know, uh, circumstances prevailed, and I don't think, you know, I, I think people are more interested now. Uh, freedom from COVID day, you know, mm-hmm. a lot going on internationally. I think people want to look forward and talk about what's going on now and in the future. Yes, but John, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. So the last, I sound a bit like Tyson Fury then, you know, that kind of, um, they are doomed to repeat it, like my people. And I fight for my people. Let's let's be honest. Since we since last we uh, pod, what's the past of podcasted? Podcast podcasted. Uh, podcasted. Podcast. Um, we haven't actually spoken since uh, Soccer AM when you were denied that. I've never seen a man so frustrated to be denied the chance to potentially get knocked out by Kel Brook, but you, you didn't get chance to impersonate him to his face and you were so upset afterwards. You know what? I think maybe we did talk about it, but I'm still... It's still you know what? I watched the fight on Saturday night and I loved it and I was glad Kel Brook won. I've always had I've always been a big fan of Amir Khan as well, but given the two, I've been to more of, Kel, you know, Kel, you know what Kel's like, been to more of his fights um, and I just love him as a fighter. It still did annoy me. I was watching him thinking, oh, I could have done it to his face. You know, you've seen him afterwards being interviewed like that. You know, I closed that chapter on my career now with, with, with Amir Khan and I, I closed that chapter, but I'm Gelbrook. <laughs> I, I punched him hard with the right hook. I'd have loved the chance to do it to his face. I mean, he was, you know what I thought was amazing, actually? Obviously, when we met him is, I mean, there's not an ounce of fat on him. It's just pure muscle. Yeah, and he's just he's... a solid body. But also, simultaneously shredded and quite dinky. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a little powerhouse. Sort of, you know, really, uh, I'll tell you what, his nutritionist had a good look at you, didn't he? Gave you a very interesting prognosis. You you compared uh, torsos with Kel Brock and asked his nutritionist how long to get me in that shape. And I yeah. think we were all expecting something, some some measure of years. Uh, or indeed just a throwing in of the towel. And he said six months. Sixth month. I get you looking like that. Yeah. <laughs> sixth month, you're going to be looking like that. Looking. You're going to be looking like that in six months. I mean, they were crap. We, you know, we, we shouldn't give away the secrets of the Soccer AM green room. What happens in the green room stays in the green room. But that, that, gr- said, that green room was blue. Oh my God. It was, it was Kelbrook, his dad, and Kelbrook's nutritionist. 
Oh my god! I mean, it's the when I think of nutritionists, I think of like um, quite um, annoying. Uh, yeah, but quite sort of like you know men that are like you know basically. I imagine they're the sort of men that are basically pickup artists. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just into like energy and stuff. Oh, sod off, mate! What is it really? You can't be really making money out of telling people to eat carrots. This guy was like, he was wild, wasn't he? Kelbrook's yeah. nutritionist is off the chain. They they arrived with an energy. I mean, you did a similar thing just before this podcast. You know, you you launched straight <laughs> into the uh, chat. Uh, our producer, Danny, of course, a new father. I'm out on the road at the moment. And you burst into that chat with an energy that I can only describe as unpleasant. Um, <laughs> and that's what it was like in the Soccer AM green room. Both quite sheepish, weren't we, going in? Intimidated by the bigger boys, I think it's fair to say. Mm. Um, I think about that a lot. I think about how I should have chipped the goalkeeper on the one-on-one. I think about my frustration at not being allowed to have a crack at the volley because I think that was my strength. And I think frequently now about how shamed we've been. I don't know if you saw Soccer AM the week after we were on. Uh, You will have seen uh, one of our friends and colleagues, a member of the CPFBL League, Maisie Adam, crack a penalty into the top bin. No way. Absolutely. Leathered it outside of the boot, arrowed straight into the top bin. It looked phenomenal. Oh, crap. Yeah, congratulations to Maisie, and congratulations to you on two weeks of victories. Thank you very much. Yes, it is important to say that. The last time you heard us, it was 18-6, now 18-8, after back-to-back wins for Notting Hill Forest. One week, I think two weeks ago, I think I scored about 70-odd points, which is the highest I've ever scored, I think. Mm. I've had COVID, so I I need to apologise. The reason why there hasn't been an episode um, uh, for those game weeks is uh, I tested positive with COVID. Part of the reason I've got so much energy is this is the first day that I've really felt back to myself. And... I was petrified for a period of time. I mean, I'd, <laughs> that I'd given COVID to Michael Heseltine. It's something we've all experienced in our life at some point, that feeling. He's 88. He's a titan of British politics. I do another podcast where I interview politicians. And I'd seen him on the Monday. He'd, he'd come on. We'd had a wonderful time. And then on the Tuesday night after a gig, I started to feel ill. Tested positive immediately. And I was like, I hope I haven't given it to Michael Hesseltine. It was like an Alan Bartridge kind of, oh, God. Lynn, I can't have given COVID to Michael Hesseltine. But you were you were poorly, weren't you? Poorly boy. I, I was, and I was worried about my chest. Now, I've had all my jabs, but I'm asthmatic, and I had to shield during the first lockdown. I didn't leave the house for three months. Mm. The flat. I didn't even go outdoors once. Anyway, so the 10 I think you're amongst was... friends on a uh, FPL podcast, to be honest. Oh, deep burn. I love you, even if he doesn't, guys. Anyway, so, you know what? Actually, I haven't been right since I puked in that car park outside the <laughs> Toby Carvery drum field. You know, I've also got, since, you know, ending my 10-day isolation, acne. Have you? I've got massive spots all over my face. I'm like, what? Was, is this part of COVID? Get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. I've Googled it. I can't really find anywhere that says that it is, but I don't know any other reason. I mean, I did have some cookies on Saturday, but that wouldn't have triggered an outbreak like this, surely. I just had a cookie for breakfast. And then I was watching Dr. Van Zant on uh, Morning Live talk about fatty liver disease and how a fatty liver disease is overtaking alcoholism as the main cause of liver trouble in the UK. Oh, I'll be honest, I've had an upsetting morning. I basically oh, had a doctor on telly telling me that men of around my age who have fat little round bellies, and that's the phrase he used, um, 
are <laughs> at great risk of fatty liver disease and the problems will hit you later in life. But basically, if you eat too many calories and you drink too much, then you are at risk of fatty liver disease. And he said that to a man on a bed in his underpants eating a biscuit for his breakfast. And uh, those words, they hit deep, doctor. They hit deep. They hit you deep in your chubby little guts. Right <laughs> yeah. in the off. You're right in your pate blasted. What can you pate. eat on the road? You can't. Yeah, I can't get salad on the road, can I? It's just, you know, it's not a healthy lifestyle. Well, that's it. I don't eat at night when I'm on tour, you know. I'm, a, I'm bright and away tonight, and I'm going to eat chips, aren't I? Because I'm driving to Brighton, and I haven't got a hotel because I've got to drive home afterwards. So I shall eat chips, and then I shall be in the car for four hours between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. There's no, there's no salad vans on the side of the M1, are there? I shall get a, a, I shall get a vegan Whopper meal. But after chips, I shall have. I shall go to a chippy in Brighton and have chips and mushy peas, and look out to sea and think about all the bad things I've done. And then I shall drive home and I shall probably have a burger if they're open. I think all you're right to stations. have. I think you're right to have chips by the seaside because otherwise mm-hmm. you'd be some sort of you know that is a level of monastic abstinence that really is pointless. You'd just be depriving yourself for the sake of it. You know what amazes me about you, and I thought this when I stayed at your house. Thank you. The, the amount of meals you have is astounding. I, how are you not super morbidly obese? I'm amazed you're not a perfect sphere. I'm getting there. Yeah, I am. Um, I have, no, but you're not. You, know. you look great. You look great, and your skin looks fantastic. Listen to the doctor. Round little bellies that shake when I laugh like a bull. That's why I don't laugh. People think I'm just morbid. I don't like stuff. I can't handle the wobble. It's all behind me as well. What? You've got fat behind you? I've got a fat back. I've got an Alan Partridge-style fat no. back, and if I reach for something behind me, so now I'm sort of propped on the end of the bed, the remote control's behind me. When I reach for the remote control to put the telly on, it will sort of concertina, and I get little back fat kisses. Oh, yeah, like a little... Accordion. Yeah. Every time you lean over, it's like a sea shanty. Yeah. So, you know, I need to I need to sort my life out, Matthew. I wonder if you could be my life coach. Okay. Number of things I'd say. Firstly, let's just get a handle on this accordion back that you've got. Um how do you do with there are two tests I would say when when you know you've really put on weight is putting on your socks and wiping your arsehole. Well, I try and do them at the same time and just wipe my ass with a sock. Uh, I just cut out the middleman <laughs> and then I'm, I'm free to go to the meeting. Um, socks is not a problem at the minute. Okay, so you're okay leaning um, forward. Shoes I find more of a problem because you've got to tie a shoe. So I did, <clears throat> get, I did get slightly out of breath tying my shoelaces this morning. Um, and the bottom wiping's fine because it's not that much of a reach around. You know, I'm not really having to uh, crane. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm lucky that I've got a slightly longer arm. Yeah, you, you, do, you do look like a little monkey. So maybe you yeah. do have slightly longer arms. I think my arm to leg ratio is probably higher than most people's. So I am able to tend to my own body <laughs> in a way that many people struggle with, you know. And, and do you know, you've done the job as a life coach. I've gone into this feeling like an overweight waste of space. And I'm coming out of it thinking, do you know what? If I want to touch my own sphincter, I can do it with an ease that I would say 75% of the population don't enjoy. Well, that is reassuring. On weight loss, mm. it's uh, unless you are training for a marathon, the only way you can drop the weight is with diet, really. You've got to restrict your diet. You, 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 those days I had with you, we'd have a mm. decent-sized lunch, then we'd have mm-hmm. like an evening meal before the gig, then we'd have a curry afterwards. I was like, John, <laughs> I was exhausted when I got back from yours, let alone the carvery. I can't believe 
You're not fatter. I'm amazed. I don't. Your metabolism must be astonishing. I did a charity gig last night for a charity who mentioned a sort of embarrassing number of times that they had marathon places still available. It was becoming a campaign, to be honest, by the end. And there were so many pregnant pauses where I kept going, yeah, yeah, that would be, um, that would be, uh, yeah, it'd be good. It's good sort of awareness raising as much of anything, isn't it, the marathon? Got some marathon places, mate. And sorry, sorry, that food's for the customers, John. So that's <laughs> yeah. not... Oh, I'll tell you what I had at the weekend, a Biscoff cookie. Oh, yeah, Biscoff, very popular in the vegan community. <laughs> Holy hell, that stuff's good. Yeah, you're really into cookies. My wife, Lucy Beaumont, keeps talking about cookies, and it's because you've planted that seed. Ben's cookies. He kept talking about cookies, didn't he? (laughs) You know what? This is really sad. I've realised it's kind of become my thing, is that I think I'm just having spontaneous conversations with people. I just realise I'm boring people talking about cookies. Yeah, maybe it's seven months to get you into Kelbrook shape, maybe. Seven. I was saying this to Edwina Curry last night. (laughs) What are you doing? I had her on the on my other show, the other place. Oh, at the Angela Rayner episode that you came to has got like yeah. national media coverage for the last week. Because I was there, maybe yeah. But she said I don't know if you remember she... it, but she said that she would. Yes, she I remember. She's talking about trained firearmed officers, and she like, <laughs> shoot terrorists first and ask questions later. And like three weeks later, someone a newspaper listened to it, and then it's been in every newspaper. People say she, she was on like Andrew Marr at the weekend. I'm amazed oh, it didn't get traction the day after because oh, there was an no. audible intake of breath in the room. <laughs> and she said, I was sat next to your partner at the time and we both looked at each other as if to say, well, that came out of nowhere because you didn't really ask. You, you, I think you asked her fairly. I think you were talking to her about Ben's cookies at the time. <laughs> and she said, well, speaking of, you know, things that are soft in the middle, so are people and they should get shot. <laughs> it was a big moment. Oh, man. Anyway, um, how many people, I, I often think of like equivalents of a Google whack. Sometimes I'll just say a sentence out loud because I know no one else has ever said it in the history of mankind and it makes me feel important. Um, how many people in the history of civilization do you think have shaken hands with Kelbrook and Michael Heseltine in the same week? I think oh you're the only God. one. That's, that is so, wow. Yeah. I think you're the only one. Oh my God. That's incredible, isn't it? You know, when you think about it like that, you think, you know, people bang on about climbing Everest or going to the yeah. moon. Yeah. And then you're like, well, Neil Armstrong never did that. Touch a weird group of people. I want to put something to you, Matthew. Please do. If I may. I put something on the uh, Comedians Playing FPL WhatsApp group this week. Mm-hmm. Um, a tweet we received from Keeping Tabs. Uh Matt is 100% copying FPL experts now, crying laughing emoji. You said nothing. The silence was deafening. So tell me, who picked your team for you this week? I picked my team for me. Uh, And the team I picked, obviously, because we had all these double game weeks, I played a wild card and just made wholesale changes and brought in Alexander-Arnold and Robertson, who then didn't play. Um, Saïs, Tierney... Uh, brought Salah back, Lucas Mora, Rafinha, who I had, you know, the bit, anyway, Saka, Jimenez, and Lacazette. And the, the big mistake I think I made was not keeping Bowen. I have also used a chip this week. I triple captained, along with, I'd say, 90% of yeah. uh, FPL managers. So Emily Dean is now top of the uh, standings again. She's, as at time of recording, two points ahead of Ian Sterling. They have both triple captained Mo Salah this week. The only person in the top five not to do so is Russell Howard. 
um, who hasn't used a chip at all this week. Um, and at time of recording, is on 53 points. He's already behind the four of us, including our producer, Danny Carr, who have triple captain Mo Salah, um, with Mo Salah still to play against the rock-solid at the back. See if you can score more than five against us. Most teams do. Leeds United on Wednesday evening. Anyway, John, Leeds against Manchester United, one of the greatest rivalries oh. in global club sport. You were there. Tell us all about it, mate. Um, well, I've never seen Leeds play Manchester United at Ellen Road. Uh, oh. It's not a game I've been at before. When we were last in the Premier League, I was too young and poor to be able to go to games. So I, I'll be honest, it was a politically inexpedient decision, I would say, uh, given my home life. Uh, it's probably a game I, I could have missed out on. But you never know, especially <laughs> given current results, whether... That's a game that I will be able to go to next season. So I took the opportunity to go. Atmosphere, absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Just electric atmosphere. And then it's 2-0 to them. You know, I don't want to... One doesn't like to uh, talk of sour grapes. Even you, as a hater of both me and Leeds United, I think on watching the footage back, was amazed that Scott McTominay was not only not sent off, but not booked for a series of what can only be described as assaults. I mean, the second one is, I mean, he should have gone for at least two yellows. I just, I can't understand that standard of refereeing. It's almost as if Manchester United continue to get decisions that other teams don't get. It was horrific. We've had it all season, Leeds United. Teams know that they can do things in the first 10 minutes that just will go unpunished. And it just happened to go on for 80 minutes this time. And then once he decided he was going to... There was a point at which Junior Furpo got booked for complaining about the fact that they were just fouling us at will and not being yes. punished for it. And that was the point at which I screamed an obscenity. Uh, I was sat next to a gentleman I'd never met before at football. We got chatting. He turned out to be a religious gentleman. We had a conversation. He was with his kids. We had a conversation about how obscene some of the chanting was. I wasn't comfortable with some of the things that were being referenced. I don't think they have any place uh, in that environment. And then Junior Fairpo got booked, and I might have screamed, you prick, at the top of my voice. Um, which <laughs> I think was that's mild. legit. I think I, prick was like that. Prick was me holding back. Let's just say, had there not been children and people of a religious persuasion there, I would have said something else. <laughs> but you must have been when you get it back to two-two and Leeds get those two quick goals back. The place must have been rocking. You must have been probably the happiest you've been all year when that second one went in. That moment was absolute because I'd had a conversation with the mate at half time saying, "Well, I'll see you afterwards when it's three-two. And obviously we all laughed about the hilarity at that point. It it did not look like we were going to win 3-2. That second goal, because that's a game I'd written off anyway. You know, we are not, in our current form, we're not going to pick up points against... It's just not in our league, these teams who've spent... I mean, they've spent more on Harry Maguire than we've spent on our entire squad. You know, it's obscene to think that we can compete with this level of fixture congestion and injury. Got to clap eyes on Calvin Phillips. He was at the game. Had a good old look at him. Beautiful, handsome man. Um, We just, you know, because I didn't expect to get anything from the game, those two goals, it's sort of, if you're going to lose at home to a team you don't like, that's as good a way for it to happen as any. Because the way I felt in that period and the way we played and how attacking we were and the atmosphere when we finally got stuck in was just absolutely sensational. It was such a happy moment. 
And as with all things in life, you know, you're wrong to have any belief or ever be happy because it will come back and bite you on the arse. But, you know, once you accept that, that life is fundamentally a cesspit of despair, you know, then just enjoy that. Enjoy that 24-second period between our goals when it just all chaos just broke loose. I mean, that's it. It's horrible when you lose games like that. And by the way, you say that I hate Leeds. I don't hate Leeds. Because of you, I want Leeds to do well. I really you do. You don't. I do. You know I do. You don't. Don't do that. You know I do. You know I do. All right. All I right. want all the teams that my friends support to do well. Well, you've got a friend who's a Derby fan. What about Will? What about good old Will? Well, I don't want Derby to do well, but equally, I don't want them to be extinct. If they get relegated, <laughs> I can live with that. But I don't want them to just go, because then, you know, there'd be no one to, be no one to hate. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just like, well... Whatever I think of them as a rivalry, and it's purely based on geography, isn't it? So you have to be kind of you have to be rational about why the, the rivalry exists. You know, football's important. Yes, as this podcast proves. Bringing it back to the podcast and specifically FPL, one of the most sold players in FPL over recent weeks has been Cristiano Ronaldo. You are amongst those who have jettisoned the out of form star. Sodden. If I might talk like a journalist for a minute, I have to say. He was crap. He was real. It was a delight to welcome him to Ellen Road and see him be crap oh, and that get must taken off. Yeah, you got to see Ronaldo play and be rubbish. What an amazing thing. Yeah, an absolute treat. And we have followed for, for a number of weeks on this podcast the phenomenon of people holding up signs asking for shirts. And there was a young man, I don't know if you saw this at the Leeds game, held up a sign saying, Cristiano, in big letters, can you ask Rafinha to give me his shirt, please? Quality, uh, yeah, wonderful stuff. Very funny. And and did he get anything? No, I don't think so. Well, he's he's got a few retweets on the internet, you know, which is the greater prize, really. The yes, signed Rafinha will be worth probably a lot more next season when he's at Real Madrid or wherever he ends up. But what what price? Brief and fleeting internet fame, and being discussed by us on a podcast that you know has dropped such names as Kel Brook, Michael Heseltine, and Edwina Curry. <laughs> <laughs> so Ronaldo was one of the kings of game week, along with Raya in goal, who I sold, mm-hmm. um, Bowen, who I sold, <laughs> um, Lamptey, who I had right at the season, the start of the season, and sold. Uh, Webster, Coleman, Keenan, Lamptey at the back. Sterling, Gordon, Dendonka, Bowen, Sancho, and Ronaldo. Bowen's basically the new Salah, isn't he? Yeah, he's very dependable. Um, I, I got rid of Antonio this week. That sort of weighed heavy that decision, but I made the decision to bring in Jimenez instead, and that was that was a decision I made really not not to give away too many of my tactics, not on the advice of whatever podcast it is that you're listening to, you little rat. But they have some tasty fixtures coming up over the next weeks. And I think that sort of made them a good choice Uh, in a couple of weeks. They've got, you know, they've got Watford at home that you sort of got to look at that as as a good win and Crystal Palace at home. So a double game week of home fixtures made him as a good purchase for me, I think. It might not pay off this week, but I think it will over the next few. I've got Jimenez as well. I always, I always wonder if uh, in Jimenez's house, you know, like um, Ali G had like his name above his side of the car, then like Mijuli on the other side with it, like he has Jimenez and Hermanes, <laughs> and uh, they do that as a joke instead of him and hers. Oh, that's yeah, I, 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 I get the gag, mate. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. the gag. Yeah, I get the gag. I don't no, think I he does. Jimenez and Hermanes, where you, uh, if you're in a couple, share with us your um, uh, life stories it. Finish about. It. Being a football fan couple and the way in which you enjoy football differently. 
Yes, my friend Andy is a Leeds United fan whose wife is a Manchester United fan. Um, I don't. There's there's probably not a lot of that going on in terms of that as a marriage double up. I good don't think episode. you get a lot of that. Uh, that would be a good first feature of Jimenez and Hermenez. So get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com if you're a couple. It could be Jimenez and Jimenez. It could be Hermenez and Hermenez. We don't just want to restrict it to uh, Jimenez and Hermenez, but you know, for a bit of wordplay, it helps. That's the first one. And uh, let us know if you're a, a football-supporting couple. Well, I'll tell you what. Intermarriage uh, FPL is something we haven't really gone into. Ooh, yeah. Obviously, I've taken a thrashing from my wife. I watched her pick her team in the time it took me to apply some vegan spread to a piece of seeded loaf. Um, and she won two game weeks in a row, which was very upsetting. While we're on the subject of those in our league, it's commiserations to Jason Manford, our last guest who does not win a French dictionary. Uh, but congratulations to Alan Davis, who gave us a bit of a whopping uh, in his game week, and wins a Wagamama meal voucher and some Jurgen Klopp glasses. Lucy Beaumont, for the record, scored 39 last week. So that, that brief uh, power she had over you, John, now um, got... I mean, are you keeping her updated on her scores? Uh, yes, but not FPL. Just various <laughs> other scores. That... <laughs> um, we've had a lot of messages in the last couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. So, John, in association with Vinnie van der Veet, it's oh, time God. for Hit the Post. This time he's at the post. Hi, John. Uh, it's good to be speaking to you, my friend. Uh, Vinny van der Veen. I'm here to read your post and your tweet. How you doing, my friend? Yes, I'm okay. How are you? Oh, you shined a little bit down beach. Anyway, so this says, hello, Matt and John. We heard you ask if we're No listening. mention of you there. No, reading it well, anyway. I'm cool with this. Look, look, I've, I've said this before. I'm happy playing in, you know, a kind of distant number three role where you guys are kind of one and two. And occasionally I pop up. Other times you don't pop up. And that's cool, man. Okay, Vinny. Carry on. He says, hey, man, John, we heard you ask if we are listening on your podcast a few weeks ago. Well, boys, yes, we were. We understand you are not fans of Green King IPA and <sighs> Abbott Ale. And even worse, John, you claim never to have had a good pint of a famous APA. Oh, oh my no, I don't want to get called out on my slander. I'm about to get taken to court. I think, for the record, if I could just interject there as Vinny, um, because that's who he is, um, I think Matt was just more that Abbott Ale is too strong for a night out. Anyway, he said, perhaps the landlord's seven of your pints have been paying as much attention to their sellers as Matt has to his FPL team. He's a funny Lovely guy, slam. Lovely slam. We would like to invite you to the Green King Brewery in Bershon Edmonds so you can have a brilliant pint of Green King IPA and Abbott Ale. We also have a few forfeit ideas, let's be honest, for Matt to do. Well, can I just say Green King Brewery in your face? Because he won the last two weeks. So anyway, he says, we look forward to hearing your response and hopefully welcoming you to our brewery. All the best to team at Green King. P.S. We are aware of the curse and fully prepared to accept the risks that come with having Matt Ford's in our breweries. Wow. Road trip! Road trip! <laughs> Oh man, I'm so excited! This is our first road trip. Are you? I don't see an invite for you there, Vinny. I think they would be totally cool. I think the Green King guys look—they got in touch. They got sense of humour. They're going to give us the best punch of beers we've ever had in our little lives. I think they'd be cool with Vinny Van Der Veen coming on road trip of the week. It would be rude not to accept an invitation offered in good faith, wouldn't it? So when are we going to do this? How do we do this? How do we do these? <laughs> Hang on. Look, where is Berry Edmonds? I got to do the Google. It's just near Mexico, where you seem to have been on your recent holidays, Vinny. Hey, you just be careful now because that's racially insensitive. You're being nationalistic in your banters. Wow. That is a bold angle for you to take. 
You just wind it in, sunshine. Okay. I'm getting more uh, adept at the English phrases. So, okay, it's 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 kind of Suffolk way, is it? Like near the Ipswiches? Yeah. Um, just in Cambridge? I'm not sure if I'll be touring uh, in Bury St. Edmunds. But well, I think this is going to be one of those things where, because 40 doesn't have a car, you're probably going to have to do the drivings. So we just pick a day and you just, Perry just goes and does it. Or maybe you do like a warm-up gig there or some shit. You know you don't want to drive to a brewery, do you? Come on, man. No, but you stay hotel. You stay hotel. The three of us, lads, all in the same room. Oi, oi. Okay, well, we could do it. Nothing stopping us doing a podcast from Bury St. Edmunds. Oh, OB, as they say in the radio industry, which stands for outside broadcasts. And we could go there, we could record one there, and we we do it, but, but we maybe have the beers first, and then, oh, no, no, no. Bad idea. Scrap that. Reverse it. I think we record first, and then we get bang on the beers with the Green King boys. We have an all there, we get smashed out a nut and Abbott Ales. Okay, well, I tell you what, this sets up a very dangerous precedent for us slagging off things we want to get given for free. So... Let me start by saying what a car I think the Tesla is. Yeah, it's for bitches and losers. Yeah, I don't. I I think it would be embarrassing to be seen driving around town in a uh, in an electric vehicle with with a range of over three hundred miles and a clutter free dashboard, um, yeah. so that those guys can sod right off. Yeah, what are you, some sort of midlife crisis loser driving around in your electric car like some sort of freak? Yeah. So what what do you hate, Vinny? Pies. <laughs> okay perhaps it's time to admit your true feelings for ben's cookies oh yeah ben's cookies can kiss my little sweet one because i've gone right off them in recent times i may have given the impression in the past that i think they're the best cookies on the planet but mm. this is the way the universe works you wink, described wink. it to me as like um the pus crust on an old spot filled with disgusting anal slop <laughs> Isn't that right? That sounds just like me. Yeah, I think that's what I said. And I think I might have even said that it smelled of poo-poo. And even even a, a, a frog would not eat it. Yeah. But you are willing to have those views challenged by perhaps a, a tour around the factory and some free samples. I think we're going to have a great time. And let's do it maybe next week and just get bang in there before they rescind the offer. And we just get smashed up on Aberdale and the Green King. And then... I don't know, we go out for a curry or something, like a group of bloody boys. Yeah, okay, we can do that. Okay. I'm going to look at the Google Maps about how we get to Bury St. Edmunds, and we're going to get blasted up, three boys on a trip. Watch out, here comes your juggernaut. <laughs> okay, bye, Vinny. Bye, mate. <sighs> Absolute bear monster, isn't he, Vinny? He is, he's thirsty, isn't he? Thirsty oh, boy. Thirsty boy, he's grown fast. Yeah. Oh! Time for some hot tips. Have you got a hot tip? Well, I say I've got a hot tip. We've got someone annoyed. Rob oh, Carter. Oh, good. Rob Carter emailed and he's not happy that I didn't take his hot tip of signing Jacob Ramsey. <laughs> he scored 14 points last week. I should have signed oh, him. Oh, that's really a lovely have. hot tip. You should have taken that. I know, I should Why have Why did you I spurn really his hot tip? Because he didn't have... Do- <sighs> I don't think he had two games, did he? Did he? You're clearly happy to take hot tips from the podcasts you're listening to. Why don't you take them from... The only podcast I listen to, by the way, is the one that our friend Danny Buckler started doing called Borderline, which is really, really funny. Um, He's a wonderful man. I don't listen to FPL podcasts. The noise he made at uh, Fulham West Ham when he sort of first walked out and saw the ground is, is the benchmark for why you should take people to football. 
just even if they don't think they're into football, the theatre of walking into a packed stadium is unlike anything else you'll experience in your life. Yes, but then he never went back to a game. He never went back to a game, no. <laughs> Fair dues. Not into football at all. We tried. The three of us lived together, right? We'll take you to a Premier League football match, Fulham West Ham. It was end to end. It was a great game. I remember Nolan scoring right in front of I think all yeah. the goals were at our end. Yeah. And uh, yeah. He had a wonderful day and then went back to not liking football immediately afterwards. Like, <laughs> what the hell? So be it. Oh, that's good. Have you ever tried to get a friend into football and failed? Hello, cpfpl.com. That's all we've got time for this week. Next podcast it will be out Friday after the end of the current game week. I'm ahead at the moment. I'll tell you what, it's going to be tight, though, because you, you've used your wild cards. So I think you've got a full 11 players with a second fixture to play yeah. this week. I think I've got maybe five or six, maybe six or seven still to play, including triple captain Mo Salah. Depressingly, the sort of chance I have of winning this week is very closely linked to how devastating Mo Salah is against Leeds United. So tune in next week when I'll be depressed either way because I've won and Leeds United have been thrashed or Leeds United have done well and I've been thrashed at FPL. Keep sending us your new format ideas. Uh, hello at cpfpl.com. Tweet us at ComediansFPL. Uh, we're now on Instagram. So hit us up, Comedians Playing FPL Facebook. And please share, subscribe, leave us a five star and a written review. And any advice you want to give me, I promise I'll start taking it. Tweet me at Matt Ford and it'll feature in our new section, Hot Tips. Good luck in this coming game week. Bye. Bye.